0: Hi everyone, this is Panarie. For those who don't know me, I'm a Life Strategist Certified Coach, a Human Behavior Analyst, and I am the founder and CEO of Talent Me Up, whose mission is to provide all-in-one coaching to inspire and empower people to live a happy and healthy life towards success. The lesson of today will deal with how to deal with conflicts. Most of the time, when you are facing a conflict, there is not only one side's fault. It is often both responsibility. And the thing is that we don't realize it at first, and only after we have questioned ourselves asking, why has this situation gone too far that we couldn't handle it, that we couldn't anticipate it? What did we do wrong that led us to the conflict? What people say and do to you is much more about them than you. People's reaction to you are about their perspectives, their wounds, and their experiences. Whether people think you're amazing or believe you are the worst, again, is more about them and how they view the world. By studying the human behavior for 20 years, based on my own experiences, but also the ones that I observed in my environment and the clients I coached, I will probably tell you that one case out of two, the reasons that arise the conflict is generally due to the lack of communication, misunderstandings, and unspoken words. How many times did you tell you to yourself, I should have said this? No matter what this is, You didn't say. So what is not said goes directly to your body, more precisely your stomach. Are you subject to heartburn? Now you know why. Because of the unsaid things. Physically, you will feel bad, frustrated, stressed. You won't even sleep because of the nonsense arguing. In a way, your body gives you an alert and a sign that you have to to figure out, to find a solution to your problem. And the accumulation of these unspoken words or misunderstandings will transform you as a pressure cooker. The more unsaid things there will be, the pressure cooker will at some point explode. And everyone knows what I'm talking about because everyone has experienced that feeling in their life. The worst of all happens when the pressure cooker explodes. It causes a lot of damage, often irreversible. I would define this reaction as anger. What you need to understand about anger is that it is an emotion. All emotions are driven by your reactions. The more reactions you will have, the more emotions you will feel. You need to learn how to control your emotions. Otherwise, your emotions will control you. Let me repeat this. You need to learn how to control your emotions. Otherwise, your emotions will control you. This is why a lot of people lose their temper because they listen to their emotions instead of using a filter. My favorite coaching tool For this is emotional intelligence, which is the ability to understand and manage our own emotions and those of the people around you. The benefits are tremendous, such as developing self-awareness, your social skills, your empathy, your motivation, and most of all, master your reactions. Keep your blood pressure low, facing any situation. Become a warrior where nobody or a situation can disturb you. Imagine you being an imperturbable bamboo. Whatever you do, it won't fall, fold, or even break. And as every coaching tool, the more you will train, the more results you will get. But the key here is to be mindful of what is happening inside and outside first identify the emotion second use the emotional intelligence filter third say how you feel with chosen words by chosen words i mean to be aware and care about not hurting people with high degree of emotional intelligence know that what they are feeling what their emotions mean and how these emotions can affect other people. Wouldn't that be great if people would care uh, before they speak and hurt you? Remember this, words are used to touch souls when hands cannot touch bodies. Let Let me repeat this because it's so beautiful. Words are used to touch souls when hands cannot touch bodies. So now I I want you to think twice before you will have to handle a conflict and obey to your impulsive reactions because it always ends bad at 90%. Now let's get back to anger. You have to realize that anger is the punishment you will uh, inflict on yourself and sometimes for a fault uh, committed by someone else you're not responsible for. And I call it injustice. So why always keep it? Why do we still torture our mind on someone who isn't finally important to us? Here are two kinds of reaction I have analyzed in front of injustice. Some people want to seek revenge because it is so unfair, and that must totally be true. But if they do that, they will not. Only be blindly driven by their ego. The war will continue, can last forever, and then this can exhaust all those around them without them real- realizing it. They will be consumed by anger, physically, as lack of sleep, permanent stress, anxiety on one side, and mentally on the other. It can become an obsession. While some other people, will not spend a slight energy on fighting because they are willing to let go. And they must probably have a long experience of fighting in their lives. That's why it is easier for them to identify what's the real use of fighting and the commitment that will push them to step up. Of course, if you have to stand up for your rights, do it. But do it smartly and strategically with no emotional part involved. Or you will be trapped by the will to seek revenge, and it's a never-ending story, while you will probably lose at the end. The more it lasts, the slower you will heal. Spiritually, we talk about karma. Every, Every human being who ever harms somebody purposely gets the punishment they deserve in any kind of way. Sometimes they're protected until they reach a point of failure. It can can take years, but justice will be delivered on time. You do not have the power to control the universal law. It is a higher ground. Letting go is not a weakness. Having no reaction is a power. Silence equals power. Like Bruce Lee said, the most dangerous person is one who listens, thinks, and observes. Sometimes holding on can cause more damage than letting things go. The only thing to do is a self-good deed for, for, by forgiving the one who hurt you and move forward. Time and people who love you will help you to overcome the, all this period and do not hesitate to ask. I call it the power of vulner- vulnerability. So I'm going to give you seven points you will need to understand and will help you to keep the power in your hands. And I am inviting you to take notes. Number one, you, can, you can't take things too personally, even it seems personal. Let me give you an example. The ideal situation here is the office. We are not obliged to get on with everybody, but at least be educated. It's the minimum. Some of them them won't. Uh, These people are usually from the same category. Let's call them the negative people. Whose role is to disturb your work conditions in any way they can do it? What would you do if a colleague comes to you and talks to you aggressively saying that what you did was wrong, and he's always right. The thing is that in reality, he's trying to provoke a reaction, just to test your limits, to know what he can do or cannot do with you. It is usually a test for him to see if you will be easy to manipulate. Really, do people do things because of you? They do things because of them. Their reaction belongs to them. So don't take his aggression personally, but always answer and set the limits by showing that you won't be part of the game. Number two, you may not be able to control all the things people say and do to you, but you can decide not to be reduced by them. That leads us to number three. There is a huge amount of freedom that comes to you when you detach from other people's beliefs and behaviors. The way people treat you is their problem. How you react is yours. So make the right decision. Do not involve in any kind of useless battle. Number four, take constructive criticism seriously but not personally. Listen and then operate with your own intuition and wisdom as your guide. For example, when you have a boss who says to you that you are a jerk, in reality, he doesn't attack you personally. Yes, he is clumsy and not a good manager if he allows himself to talk to his employee like that. But your job here is to differentiate what he says to you with, a, with your filter. That means instead of criticizing you as a human being, he only criticizes the the job that you have done. Believe me, it really helps you not only to take height, but also to put it back in his place. Set your limits so he'll never talk to you bad going forward. And do it the first time he does it. Some people let it go and there is... 99% 99% chance that he will talk to you again like this. Bus or not, he must respect you. Number five, you are good enough, smart enough, fine enough, and strong enough. You don't need people to validate you. You are already valuable. Self-loving is the most valuable thing that you can invest on. Love yourself not in a narcissistic way, but with kindness. Then you'll be able to set a scale and see if the limits are going too far for you. All the results will depend on it. Number six, if you truly wish to improve your self-confidence, self-esteem and self-worth, stop Allowing other people to be responsible for them. Stop allowing other people to dominate your emotions. It is as simple as that. Number seven, all the hardest, coldest people you meet were once as soft as a baby. So when people are rude, there is always a reason. Whatever the reason is, elevate your mind. Be open-minded. Be kind. Be mindful. Be your best. Give those around you the break that you hope the world will give you on our own bad day, and you will never ever regret it. Show them the example. I'll be honest with you. I adopt this behavior all the time. Some people end imitating you because they started to realize that I am not a person as bad as they thought. Only people who talk and work with me directly know a little bit more about who I am. Whereas other people, those who even don't approach you, those who don't try to get to know you, simply judge you and even lie about you, can't understand who I am. They will only stop their mindset at how I appear. And believe me, I am a cold person appearance. Usually I see selfish people who think only for their interests. As I am not bonding with them, I become the enemy, and I totally assume it. My inner peace is at stake, so I am not influential at all, and they start to fear me. So I keep my smile, I try to awake them before Because I believe in the human being, after all. The action of awakening people is helping them. That's why I chose coaching to do it. In seven years, I have transformed a lot of people's lives who started from scratch. With many wounds um, they were still carrying in their lives, which prevented them to be happy and in a way remain in a negative circle. I clearly knew what my mission was when I read the Manual of the Warrior of Light by Paolo Coelho, which I strongly recommend you to read. Life has a funny way to teach you lessons. Make you makes you strong before you get it. So go with the flow and protect yourself. Like a French author named Jean-Paul Sartre, said hell is the others and we have the obligation to live with them we need others to get to know us better each time we need them to grow mentally spiritually and feed us to go forward so to end this lesson today i will only give you one thought always remember that not all things that fall down break some develop wings and I hope that you will develop tons of wings so you will be able to fly above all the useless things in life. Focus your energy on what's best for you. I hope you enjoyed listening this, to this audio. Do not hesitate to share it with the ones who might be interested. And please register to my diffusion list on my website, talentmeup.com. There will be, there will be more to come. I wish you a wonderful and positive positive day in your life. Take care.